0: I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we gather. I would also like to pay my respects to elders past and present. My name is Princess Kanya, aka PK the Baddest, and you are listening to Kiki with Kanya. Hello, everybody. Long time. I know, I know, I know. COVID, man, 2020. Uh, uh, That's all I'll say. I will have a proper update episode. I just wanted my first episode of 2021 to be an episode I literally recorded last year um, and it just never came out. It hasn't come out until now. So without further ado... Here is an episode that I filmed with an amazing, amazing person I have known and who is a big inspiration, is a big leader in our community here in Western Australia. I have a lot to update you all on. Your girl is still single, you know, same, same, what's new? However, the podcast name has changed. We are now Kiki with Kanya. It's no longer How to Be Single. I will do a proper episode Telling you guys everything that happened, I just wanted to put this one out. Happy New Year, Merry Christmas. Everything that I I missed, I turned twenty two, but it's okay. Well, we will get to that. Oh my gosh, I have I feel like we're catching up. We're friends who haven't caught up in like a minute, and I just have so much to tell you. But first, first. <sighs> Here is this episode I recorded with Linda. We're talking about passion, pursuing your passion, how the journey of how she sort of discovered what her passion was. So please be inspired, enjoy, and I will be with you next episode to tell you what the hell has been going on. Where has this girl been? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But for now, enjoy this episode with the lovely Linda, okay? Hello everybody (laughs) listening to this. I am with a very special guest, Miss Linda. Can you please introduce yourself, tell them about yourself a bit?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Linda Iriza and I'm Rwandan. I've been living here in Australia for 10 years. And I've known you for a while as well. I've known Lenny for years, and yeah, it's a pleasure. We've to known each other yes. for nine years, to be exact.
0: I had to like think back. To think back like, when did I meet her? It's so how, a how did long we meet? Time. Do you remember? <laughs> we, we met when
1: I thought I was a
0: dancer, and I'm terrible. <laughs> oh my god! No, but she killed it, Loki. Loki, I. Uh... Honestly, oh remember gosh, the no. teacher was like, no. the teacher was like, You've improved. Like she came up to you, yeah. she's like, You've improved, you've done really well. And I was like, Yes.
1: <laughs> and she
0: yes.
1: pushed at the front <laughs> Yes. Oh, um, but you know, I used to go home and my mom used to just make fun of me because she's like, Linda, you, you just don't understand <laughs> rhythm. So why are you even trying? And I'm like, But I'm that's trying. why you go to dance classes, <laughs> so you learn.
0: And our dance teacher mm-hmm, was so cool. Mm-hmm, like, she exactly. was so dope. She's doing really cool things now. Yes. I'm like, wow. Honoured to have mm. been your student once yes. upon a time. She's so cool. So yes. as you guys can see, I've known Linda for a very long time. We've we've been through life. <laughs> <laughs> and over the years, you have really <laughs> glown up, but not even focusing on, like, a physical glow up. Just your aura has been on this journey of, just becoming this amazing, focused, incredible, unapologetically African woman that you are now, and literally mm. when I think of Linda and I think of you, I just think of being a proud African, like truly. <laughs> so, as a proud mm. African, mm. how was coming mm. to Australia for you? What were your first impressions?
1: Yes, no, thank you. That's <laughs> that's a big. <laughs> it's true, That's, that's a big thing. So, like, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. And I feel as though I, I'm now at a point in my journey that I'm comfortable mm. with that truth. And sometimes I used to think that, like, oh, no, you know, I'm hyping myself up too much, but I'm actually proud of, yes. you know, my roots yeah. and where I'm at right now. So first of all, coming, <laughs> co- coming to this country, <laughs> so I thought, because, I thought, you know, back home I used to think um, – that it was only African existed and oh, the I I thought States. it was just African and Mal. that's when it. I
0: saw <laughs> white people for the first time, I was like, what? <laughs> I
1: was like, where am I? It's like, what's happening? The simulation Literally. is broken. What's happening? <laughs> but but yeah, honestly, so I thought I actually didn't like know mm. that this country existed. So because I was quite yeah. young, I was what like, eleven, and um, so then we came here. And it was very, it was a very interesting period of like my life in terms of my family structure and everything. It's just like, um, as soon as we got here, uh, the first impression was just, I had to sort of grow up really quickly due to the family situations that I was in. So then I had to literally become, you know, like, um, when when you come here and like, I I came here with my mom and my, like, you know, there was issues with the language because I came here as a French speaker. My mom didn't speak French or English. She understood English, but she was speaking like Kinyaranda. So then when you come here, you go, you know, you learn English and you pick, as a kid, you pick it up pretty quickly. And then I was then sort of pushed into becoming like, like Mm, the dad of the house type of thing. So then, i had to like you know really be there for my mom whether it's like I, a lot of people have this anyway so yeah something new like um when you become like the yeah. translator for the family mm-hmm. and you're like 11 and you're trying to Reading translate. legal
0: documents
1: <laughs> government you, you, documents exactly si- yes signing that like memorizing your parent your mom's <laughs> signature and just signing all the forms off because you can't be yeah. explaining it <laughs> so um so that was the reality i think and um So it pushed me to grow up really fast. And I don't think during the time, I don't think that's a negative thing. Um, I think it just taught me how the reality of life, that life um, is a lot of responsibility, but it's also, I don't know, like things just happen quickly and that's what I learned. Um, And yeah. So what would you say you really miss from
0: home? What's the one thing you really miss? Ooh. oh um Linda's Ooh. from
1: Rwanda by the way I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes yes what I uh, what I always miss home because I've been going back for like um for the past four years or well, now because of COVID mm. I can't yep. really move <laughs> but um the thing that I always miss when I live is just being around a lot of just like um, young black people who are... even the food. So it, the food is the generic stuff. But I, I feel like when I'm whenever I'm back home, there's just something different. I just about just being in an environment where yeah. there's just hella black people. Like it's it's just it, it that that's always a mm. thing that really excites me. It's just going back home and just being in an environment where you feel like you're not different. You're just like you're you look like yeah. everyone around you. So um, that's the feeling. Yeah, hundred percent. I just
0: went yep. to. Zimbabwe and South Africa, and I was I I was mm. with my friend when I was in South Africa, and we we're just walking around asking people directions, mm. and it's like just asking people directions in your language. That's like mm. I'm not used to it. Mm. She was like mm. so chill mm. about it, but I was just yes. like, wow, like because you forget. Even though I I go yes. back home pretty regularly as well, you ju- I just forget. So I was there mm. in the shopping center and she there was hella black people I was like wow like this is new um and mm-hmm, then we're just like mm-hmm. lost in the shopping center we're like oh where's this and it was just crazy it just feels like mm. everybody's your auntie everyone's your uncle like well family and yeah yes. I'll definitely have to say I miss that about home as well what has been your journey of mm. self-love and cultural appreciation looked like
1: Ooh, yes I think it's look it's it's been a beautiful journey because for me I was born in like a household even though you know there was a lot of things that were just toxic or whatever but the the thing that I'm really grateful for in terms of my family is that they've taught me to be this really really proud um, Mm. Rwandan woman but also being a really proud just African woman because um when you look at the history of my family a lot of like my family actually was born in neighboring countries so some of my down my dad's side of the family they were born in Congo Uh, my mom's side of the family they were born in Uganda I mean they lived in Uganda so then it just they've taught me to yes love that I'm Rwandan but also understand that our history goes all throughout East Africa all throughout Mm -hmm. the Bantu region all throughout the whole entire continent so that's what's been really exciting from a young age I've always been taught to be proud of that and then now I'm at a level where I'm actually actioning um what I am proud of it's not just saying like I am this amazing proud Rwandan woman but I'm also doing things for the community that I say that I'm part of and proud of so yeah that's that's the journey that yeah it came from being really glad to be this black person to now 100%
0: 100% and I definitely can say I've seen yeah. I've seen you grow in person but mostly on social media because we don't really see each other that much and and honestly posting about your journey has really encouraged me as well and years ago this was like a mm. while back you just posted a photo of yourself and you said something about loving your brown skin Sorry, my dad. My dad is just mm. waving at me. He's going to work. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you posted about loving your brown skin, and then you also had like other pictures of these different black women. And I was like, "Damn! Like these women kind of look like mm. me. I like my brown skin too." And it's like mm. very early on; like there weren't many people just posting photos of black women who weren't like celebrities. You know what I mean? I think it was, Mm -hmm. like, one of those photos Mm -hmm. you find on Pinterest and it's, like, just beautiful black women that are just killing it, doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, like, that's so true. And from there, like, literally from you posting more and more about this, I was starting to see more people that looked like me that I could relate to through just seeing your stories Mm -hmm. or, like, your Instagram posts. And I really also learned to embrace my own skin as well just from literally your Instagram post which is like crazy and yeah like your yeah. your glow up journey has really like inspired a lot of people I don't know if many people tell you this but I I just don't know I've kind of seen I've seen no. more African <laughs> girls embrace their Africanness like around the same time as mm-hmm. you Yeah, I feel like we're all feeding off of each other in a way, if you get what I mean.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A hundred, because it's all, literally, that's amazing, because everything is, it just depends on, like, um, it's all just energy, I guess. Like, once someone is doing something, like, it brings up some sort of thought in your mind as well. And that's what I've also been learning, is that there's been a lot of, because of the environment I grew up in, Taught me to sort of embrace things and then even I I post too much on my Instagram. (laughs) No, no, but like (laughs) I'm there like 24 7 as if it's like a full time job. But the thing is that like from day one, I've always thought of like platforms like that. I don't know, it just happened naturally. It was just like, okay, I need to, if I see something that I find really beautiful and striking and something that has really brought a lot of joy to me, but also has taught me something, I I always feel the need to like post it. Even if it's just, like, a photo of, like, a plate looking nice (laughs) and interesting. And, like, I was just like, yes, I like this. I'm going to, like, reshare it. So sometimes I really love how um, I've also seen sort of that trend where people now no longer really care about this curation of, like, only posting specific things. It's it's now people are embracing more of saying I'm just going to post whatever I see that makes me happy and I support. Um, Yeah, no, I love I love your posts. They're so random. Like
0: you have a post of a plant, but then (laughs) you also have like random, really beautiful pictures of yourself too. And I'm like, damn, this is a nice plant, (laughs) and her face is nice too. (laughs) But (laughs) range. But besides encouraging us to all (laughs) embrace our beauty, you have also really been one of the people at the forefront of creating space for creative Africans here in Western Australia. And I just wanted you to talk about some of the projects that you've been a part of that promote African creativity. So let's start with Elsie Threads. When you came out with this clothing line with CC. Like way back, I was like, wow, this is so exciting. Like it was (laughs) exciting because it was when um, wearing traditional wear started becoming a bit more trendy, not as trendy as it is now, but it was just Mm. starting to be like, oh, you know, Mm. might wear a cute little kente piece here and there, you know, and I was really excited Mm. for that. So please talk about how that
1: all started. Yeah, no Elsie is literally like our <laughs> baby so myself. So I went I went I went to um high school with 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 Ceci and we actually um we wanted to be pilot yeah. me and her. So then we literally we were in high school from the, like year 8 all the way to year 12 and then she had to move back to um Abuja in Nigeria. And then, um, the year she moved back, which was, I think I graduated in, we graduated in 2015 and she moved back in yeah, mm. 2015 as well after graduation. So then we was, I was saying, Hey, you're there. I'm here. What can we do together? Like, I love African prints. Um, and you're in like West Africa. So it's perfect. Cause that's where the best, you know, comes from, especially with African prints. Um, they get printed there, everything. So then, we were like saying okay let's do this and all of us were quite young like I think um what, what 18, yeah like, like 18, 18 or 19, 19 I don't know yeah exactly so then we just did it as out, out of the blue we're like okay we're just going to design like um the some of the pieces were not perfect because we we're just starting out so we had an amazing tailor who was based in Abuja and we, we'll, me and Sesi will design the things together and um pick up the materials and then our tailor will make it for us and then ship it here and then we'll start, like, you know, um, branding it, advertising it. And it was really just, for me, it was a lot more about not the clothes itself, but it was just like a celebration of mm, sort of, like, yeah. our cultures, um, supporting the industry in general and also getting, like, a lot of young black women together because that's what was really special is that when we brought the clothes here, I had the little small events and the photo shoots, that yeah. was the fun part for me. It was just the photo shoots, yeah. Yeah, like, really pushing this, like, um, like you know, uh, black, like, pro-black, black is beautiful sort of vibe, and really bringing it to here in, in Perth, where you usually see it over east or in other countries, like in America and stuff, but we didn't really have our own thing here. Um yeah and that's how it started that was a really beautiful journey and i think it, it's on pause now but like it, you never know it might come back because the goal for us was to actually turn it into a brand that um sells on behalf mm. of other brands oh, that are wow. based in africa that are owned that's by so young cool. people yeah so that was the goal like get yes and then that's why we, we started off as making our own thing because we wanted yeah. to build our sort of platform and then eventually reach out to other young designers who are killing it in the continents, but can't get the clothes out of the co- like it's it's kind of hard to get the sort of mm, the Australia, yeah, sort of, Asia market.
0: Nah, that's so, honestly that it's on the way. That's such a cool idea, for real. Yeah, and so yeah. during One uni, Elsie Threads partnered with the mm-hmm. African Student Union at UWA and came up with yes. what we now yes. call Soul Alphabet. Hey! So, uh, <laughs> so please explain the vision behind Soul Alphabet and what you hoped for when yeah. collaborating with ASU for the
1: first ever event. That was mm-hmm. a really special yeah. event, honestly. Um, So the, the vision for Soul Alphabet is that like all of us are sort of um, – like it's a it's a it's a African sort of women-led organization where we host spaces for different African creatives but also other people of color whether um you're indigenous whether you're Asian whatever the case might be like for all of us to come together in a space where we celebrate ourselves and our arts and now it's moving into a more of a direction of ensuring that the community is getting what they need whether that's through discussions workshops where you share skills and you learn from each other um so that's that's how it's progressed but when we were starting out actually um daniel from uh, the african student union i didn't really know because at Curtin we didn't even yeah. have an african student union apparently we had one before i went um and then i was like oh yes everyone's the bougie university and you guys have an African yeah. Student Union? how <laughs> you mm-hmm. seem to have it all together but um so Daniel reached out to me and he was like, yo, let's actually do something because someone reached out to him saying they've got an art exhibition and it's a bunch of amazing Southern African artists, but no one black is going to see their shows and the art is actually made for young yeah, black wow. people to go see. Um, yeah. And it was like, uh, so then we were saying, okay, let's actually curate an event where we bring as many young people. And that's how we reach out to you and other amazing artists um, from, you know, people who are models to people who are like Mm, uh, singers everything to just bring in a space where we all celebrate um ourselves but also art that's actually coming from the continent so so that's how it started we were just saying let's actually just make a fun event um to bring as many people to see this art and then now it's evolved into something that we do yearly and we do a bunch of stuff back home as well. Um, I'm trying to, like, do a whole entire Africa tour where we, where we could take. Oh, I am, well. it. Um, I am here yes. for it. I am here for it. Yes, yes. I want, I want to go to Esther. I need, Honestly, I need a South Africa connections. for need real, to be I will place. translate
0: for you. <laughs> Even if we go to Zimbabwe, I will translate for you. Yes. And, like, for real, I'm mm-hmm. really blessed mm-hmm. to have been part of um saw Alphabet like from the first meeting to seeing it now and it really helped me personally to push Mm. myself as an artist and promote my music because my first Mm. performance of my first single was there and it's amazing to have Mm. this platform for African creatives like like myself like honestly like it was really great for me and it's it was Mm. just nice seeing people walk continuously after that seeing people come out and just vibe with me when I performed and it's just like honestly I'm Mm. I'm just so happy Soul Alphabet excites me because it's just such a cool space for African Mm. creatives and it's really helped me on the come up for real. (laughs) Yeah
1: no and that's really beautiful to hear because that's really the goal for us to just have this culture of you know supporting each other but also for the artists to sort of feel really confident and push their art, the push their artistry into something like completely new and um elevated yeah. in many ways.
0: 100%. Yeah. And now yeah. because Linda mm. never stops hustling everybody next there's <laughs>
1: i've been doing too
0: much honestly (laughs) she doesn't stop so after helping create space for africans here in australia you then went into seeking to connect african creatives here with african creatives back home sis do you have to stop do you sleep because i don't think you sleep (laughs) I i really don't
1: be sleeping my mom like yells at me every day so what is nuru tours the idea around Nuru Tours really came about when I saw that we need, as young Africans, we need to have this um, connection with young people who are living on the continent. And okay. it's not just a connection, a connection beyond like an Instagram sort of um, DMing sort of situation, but we, we we go there in person and we learn from each other because there's a lot of young Africans who are doing so many great things within the continent so I really wanted to, first of all, push, um, change the narrative around tourism because a lot of young, like the African tourism industry is not really marketed towards us, like Afri- young Africans. No, like only really. recently with, with the year of return in Ghana, that's when they started shifting it to black people. But then it needs to be bigger than that. It needs yeah. to be everyone. The year of return should be for everyone, for all the Africans, not just in America type of thing. Yeah. So so that was the first idea around it. And then for us, whenever we do these trips, we actually, it's not something like, oh, you go on a safari type of thing. No, it's not really that vibe. You sort of go and work with a community organization that's doing amazing work. So we we have discussion events with them. And then after that, we do like workshops where we volunteer somewhere. Um, and then we also meet young artists where we hold to alphabet events and have these discussions. And the goal from it is just for everyone who travels with us to understand that there's so much on the continent and for us to have this perception that as Africans, we need to work together on a global scale and, and yeah, and hopefully people will actually come out of it, um creating businesses together with someone who's like in Rwanda, in Kenya, in Uganda. Because mm. um, for us to be out, outside of the continent, we have access to something. And then for people to be within the continent, they have access to something. And how do yeah. we do this gap, uh, build this bridge, you know? Yeah, together? 100%. Yeah. yeah. So
0: did seeing people embrace their culture through Soul Alphabet inspire you mm. to do this? Or was this just an idea you always had in mind?
1: Yes, I think it actually did because all these things, if you saw them, like it's all like a progression of the initial idea. So the first idea was just like I really wanted to uh, be part of a space where African people like were celebrated, were loved, and and we we support each other. Mm, so then yeah. that started off with fashion, and then it moved into creating like spaces for it for events, and then now it moved into traveling. So it all comes back to the same initial idea and it was just all like a progression of each idea. Yeah. So yeah, it that did inspire me a lot actually. Yeah.
0: And it's so great. Like I was trying to get involved in the, the trip you did before it was to Rwanda. Yes. But I think I was already in Zimbabwe. I think, oh no, my auntie had a wedding, but i I was watching all like the stories and everything, and it was so cool, like it's definitely something I would love to be a part of in future because yes, yes. I just think it's such a dope idea, like everybody yes. should get onto it for real. I'm telling you, yeah, come through, come through. <laughs> Once covid is gone we can go back to traveling hopefully next year yeah yeah i was doing my like travel plans you know daydreaming mm, mm, <laughs> and mm, i really i really want to do an africa tour like a small one i want to start with southern yeah. africa and yeah. cuz i've i've never been to botswana and that's like my neighboring country and just mm. other places that i've never been and yeah, I'm like I always go to other countries, but it's time to invest into my own continent and see yes. and see what's up there, you
1: know. Yes, a hundred percent. Because that that's really the goal around it is for us to just not sort of have. Well, we're past the the age or the or the decade where we dream about sort of going to France or going to mm. like um, the states and stuff like that. So now we really need because there's so many amazing amazing things happening within the southern region west north everywhere Mm. so then we should really look there first but for (laughs) real guys when I tell you that Linda doesn't sleep
0: like I honestly 100% mean it she doesn't stop so Mm -hmm. there is Nzuri TV such an amazing (laughs) idea for a show and the start of something really great for Africans here now how Mm -hmm. did you become
1: a part of that on top of everything else yeah so that's uh the beginning of no last year end of last year Mm. um there's a there's a really amazing guy who's actually producing and he's the founder of of mzuru tv so Mm. his name is emmanuel He's, he's this really cool nigerian guy who's very passionate about film and also making sure that people are represented especially african voices are represented within the australian scene so he reached out and I was like, you know, for me, anywhere that I hear, like, black people and it's positive, I'm just like, yes, <laughs> sign me out. <up."> so <laughs> so I said yes. And it's been – we just finished actually filming the first season. And um, it's been really fun because I'm not much of, like – I like to talk, but I don't really like to talk in front of, like, cameras type of thing. Mm. So it's been challenging as well because I'm always down for things, that yes, that are for the community, but also that are challenging to me. So really stepping out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's been really amazing. And the work that he's tr- really trying to push and do is incredible. So it's all about making sure that within the film industry, whether it's with TV shows to uh, short films to YouTube series, there's a lot of black voices with who live in Australia being heard. And we haven't even talked about everything,
0: guys. Like this isn't even everything this girl does. <laughs> Where does dating fit into your life?
1: No way. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like that (laughs) it really is um for me I find the idea of dating really beautiful like I'm the type of person I think I've grown before I used to just be like ew like I don't really want to be involved with anyone or anything I just want to be me and focus on me which is also really positive because um That's how I guess it's part of how I was raised, like in terms of my childhood and the experiences that I saw in terms of the relationships within my family members and things like that. So I never saw I never gravitated to the idea of finding someone or dating someone because I've I've seen that things don't always work out when Mm. you don't have it together yourself. Yeah, yeah. so from a young age, that's always been my my perspective. And then now I'm at a level where I'm just like, you know what? I'm working on myself and I'm really happy with that. And um, if something happens, it happens. But yeah. it's not something that I'm going out of the way to look for. Um, but I find relationships really amazing. Like I, do, I I listen to relationship podcasts. I watch YouTube series. I do <laughs> yeah. TV stuff. Because I just find the idea of people really... Um, loving each other, supporting each other and celebrating each other, really just beautiful, so yeah. I'm just like,
0: yes, yeah 100% so, yeah. but I'd be single I've been single for a long time same, same, what are you talking about? yes <laughs> so do you feel as though you can have both a relationship and your ambitions or do you kind of feel like one
1: suffers in a way? hmm Um, That's a really good question because for me, because I've never been in a a relationship, so I don't really know the truth around um, whether one suffers or the other. Mm. But from what I've heard and what I've seen, sometimes people um, feel as though you, you can only have one or the other. Yeah. But I personally think that's kind of wrong because if you're in a relationship and someone you love and they love you back as well, they should um see your ambition as something very critical to who you are and um they should actually celebrate it and support it. So then I feel as though you should be someone if you're in a relationship, that relationship should be supporting that level of ambition or even yeah. even pushing it further as well. Um yeah, that's that's how I see it. Cause it's similar to the relationship that I have with my with my mom. We're very me and my mom are very close. So like we have a very loving relationship but it's also healthy because she's always pushing me to do more and yeah. think more. And also she thanks me for things that I'm doing. She's like, you know what? You're doing really great. You could also do this and that and that. And that's that's how I view relationships. Mm. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I I agree because I feel like a lot of the times, like when you're in a relationship, you might feel as though this is now your everything. Like this is now mm. your life and you're kind of forced to choose and mm-hmm. I just I just don't think it's the case. Again, like I've never mm-hmm. been in like a real serious relationship, so I can't really mm-hmm. say much, but I just feel like if you focus less on the relationship being your everything and mm-hmm. it just being part of your life, part of yes. what you do, part of your every day, but it's not all of it, I feel like then you allow yourself to have more space to do other things like Focus on your career or your passions, like all that stuff, because you understand that this isn't my whole life. This is part of my life, a really great part of my life, but it's not Mm. everything. Like, there's space Mm. for me to do other things. And Similar to being yes. single right now. You can look at being single as like, this is my whole life. I'm single. It sucks. I'm just here waiting to for someone to sweep me off my mm-hmm. feet. And that mm-hmm. could easily be your everything. But if you say, this is part of my life. I'm single right now. It's part of it. But mm-hmm. I'm also this. Mm-hmm. And I can branch off and do this and do this. And just allowing mm-hmm. yourself to have space to do other things. That's, yes. that's how you can come to realize that maybe you can have both. Maybe you can... You can have the boyfriend or the girlfriend and you can have an amazing mm. career. And mm-hmm, yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like if you learn how to do this now and manage your time when someone yeah. else comes in the picture, because you don't really have to have a boyfriend to learn how to manage your relationships. Like yes, right now, yes. even with friends, learning how to manage your time with mm-hmm. whether you're, you're working, like you're doing something to do with, like me my podcast. Maybe I'm trying to suss out my podcast allocate Mm -hmm. time for that and then I'm like okay let me see this friend let me invest in this I haven't really invested Mm -hmm. in that in a while Mm -hmm. and just being aware that you need to make space for different things in your life I think that's Mm -hmm. a really healthy way to allow yourself to be free when you're in a relationship and know that Mm -hmm. you can have this relationship and make it a priority but you can also do what's what you're passionate about and make that a priority as well yeah yeah that's
1: yes, that's 100%. what I think and yeah no honestly that's all Sorry, I was gonna say honestly that's all like that's really truthful because that's what this year has taught me because mm. in terms of especially with friendships I'm the type of person like you, you even used you it at the beginning saying like, we, we don't really we're friends or we don't really see each other and I have that <laughs> exact same <laughs> exact same relationship with like even friends that I'm like close like we're, we're even neighbors and I'm like I will come <laughs> to your house and see you yeah <laughs> But, yeah, you don't even see me in like six months. So then that's something that has um this year has really taught me in terms of um with my friendships to actually understand the value of these friendships, that these are just not people that you just text like, "Hey, what's good? Yeah, um but it's people that you actually you're investing your time in. And also, like I really think that's what this year has taught me to understand um that I need to be able to do the things that I love doing, but also my friends are part of the things that I love being um, around. So yeah, then 100%. I need to invest my time in those relationships and make sure that we're good and we're growing together, everyone feels seen and heard and not left out. Um, yeah.
0: So what do you think is a misconception of being a busy woman who's making moves Ooh. when it comes to dating? Uh
1: yeah, that's a hard question. Because I think the misconception is that uh people think that you're doing it um for the wrong reasons. They just think that like um a lot of young people think that if you're doing a lot, it's negative. Like they think you're either doing it for cloud or you're either doing it people don't um yeah, you I think it's just around just being doing it for clout. Um and sometimes for me I don't I really disagree with that because I truly believe that um, when you're, you should be able to do a lot of things because things like that I do are all connected yeah. and it's part of the same cause. And I don't believe in the idea of saying, I'm just going to just do this one thing, like do my nine to five. That's cool, you could do that. But there's also other things that you could do around your nine to five um, mm. that are connected to your passion. So um, people, yeah, pe- instead of people embracing the idea of being doing more than one thing, they push it and say that um, you're trying to do a lot.
0: Yeah, and
1: that's negative. Um, and that's also can be seen in relationships. That can also um, people are saying, "Oh, you're too intimidating" or something. But I'm just like, hey, like, like I'm chill. Like I'm chilling. I'm not <laughs> trying to intimidate anyone. I'm literally just doing me. And I don't know why people perceive it as in- intimidating. So,
0: do you do you feel like? Um, if you are like on a date and stuff you couldn't Ooh. fully talk about your goals and your
1: aspirations
0: because you may come off as intimidating
1: uh, yes and no because mm. for me they they're like they really I've only been like on very very small amount of dates <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too <laughs> like <no>. small <laughs> the so, um, I think one time sometimes what I feel like um the there was one date where I didn't feel as though like the person understood what I was trying to say. So they like if you were trying to talk about um what you do and things like that and things that you're passionate about, they'll sort of dismiss it. And I oh. I don't know if that's because they're being intimidated or because they're just not interested or um they just have other things on their mind, you know what I mean? Like sometimes people just take you on a date to get you somewhere. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> But I've been trying not Somebody to, like, doing that. I've been trying not to go there because I'm, like, it you can't assume you. that every dude is just trying to finesse you Yeah. because it really sets true. me back. That's a whole different yeah. episode. But I've been, yeah. like, so, so trying. It, it sets you up for
1: failure. <laughs> yeah. no I, Actually, that's true. But I've been, like, on an amazing date, like, a series of with the same, with the same person and this person is Love really, that. like, yes he like I don't know like he was amazing and he uh what I really loved about that date is because we were both very passionate about the things that we were doing mm. and we shared it in a space of you know saying like well this is what I do this is what this is what I love and it's part of who I am and that other person receiving that and sharing what they do and what they love and then um I felt that that was really amazing because both of us were because that's really like being vulnerable in front of someone when yeah. you talk about the things that you love like um whether it's music whether it's art so that's something that's really part of you and you're really being vulnerable with the next person and sharing like a really special part about your life so I feel like um yeah that's what i found it, it depends on the person because like you can't like you just mentioned you can't really paint the whole thing the same. So it depends on the person. That's what I'm working on right now. Yes. Yes. (laughs) yeah, Me too. Um, I've learned the hard way. So I'm like,
0: It takes time, but
1: we're getting there. It does. It does. And, yeah, it all depends on the person.
0: So what advice would you give to your younger self that had just Mm -hmm. arrived in Australia? What advice would you give to your younger self when being asked, what you want to be
1: when you grow up. Oh um damn that's a hard question too. I think the advice would be um I think to me it's actually very similar to the advice that my dad gave me which was like my dad has always told me do whatever you want to do and we'll always be there to support you. Mm-hmm. And whether that works out that's fine. If that doesn't work out it's part of the journey. And I remember he 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 actually told me that when I think I was trying to sign up for different stuff for uni when I was finishing off high school, you know, when you're yeah. selecting your course. Yeah. He was like, Yes, even though like if like if you wanna do do it, just do it. If you don't wanna do it anymore, just tell us and we'll support you either way. So um I think that's the that's the same advice I'll tell my younger self. If I had heard that earlier at the age of eleven when I came here, that would have really helped me a lot.
0: Mm. Um
1: but also when I heard it at the age of what 17, that also really helped me a lot in terms of how I view life. It's just that it's, it's a journey yeah. and do whatever you feel like you want to do. And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, you still have the support. Um, yeah, that's yeah.
0: the advice. Wow. Well, thank you so much for chatting with me. It's it's yeah. always really nice speaking to you. Every time it's like, oh, I'm inspired. Mm-hmm. You two same. It's it's mutual. No, for real. Because sometimes I'm like, man, you need to chill. But then I'm like, nah, I'm not doing enough. Let me keep going. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, do it, more. Don't ever feel like you're doing too much. Unless you're tired. Like you physically can't do it. I'm not tired. <laughs> Yes, but if you're not tired, just
0: keep doing more. Yeah, and Um, it's great talking to people like you and just like really inspirational women in my life to just help encourage me to keep going. And I really hope that this episode has done that for you guys listening because the last thing you want to do is give up on your dreams because of a situation Mm -hmm. you're in, because you might be single or because you might be in a relationship. Always do what you're passionate about, and just talking to to you, and just looking at your passion. Starting from LC Threads of wanting unity amongst African people, and wanting to like make LC LC Threads and create photo shoots where women could come together and just enjoy and be in each other's company, celebrating their just Africanness, and how that's grown into this and mm. into more into. Soul Alphabet and Nuru Tours and Zuri TV and into what LC Threads will be in the future, all coming Mm. from that passion you had of just unity amongst Africans. And I really hope that this episode has encouraged you all to take whatever you're passionate about and just watch it grow regardless. Just keep Mm. watching it grow, keep hustling, keep working, surround yourself with people that inspire you like Linda, you know, surround yourself with friends that encourage Mm. you to do whatever it is you're passionate about and push you because even though we don't like hang out heaps, you're definitely like a friend that pushes me in a way to just keep like being better. So
1: Mm -hmm. I really appreciate Mm -hmm. you for that, like for real. Yeah, no, this has been really beautiful. And thank you so much for creating such an amazing space for um, young people, because this is things that we should be discussing. Like everyone wants to be in love, but also love isn't compromising um, what you you also love to do outside Mm -hmm. of being in a relationship. So it all comes together. It all comes together. So yeah. Thank you once (laughs) again.
0: Thank you for everybody listening to this. Thank you so so much for listening to this episode of Kiki with Kanya. Make sure you follow me on my social media. It's PK the Baddest for literally everything. Remember, you are blessed to be a blessing, and I will Kiki with you next episode. Bye.